What the hell are you talking about? Thanks for calling. Who the hell are you? Rumor has it you're a genius. I'm Ozzy the Sports Junkie, joined by Jake Jacobson, a man who's, well, he needs no introduction. Um, he's a man of, of, if there's a Mount Rushmore of men, he'd yeah. be on it. He'd be on it. I'll tell you right now, he'd be on it. Jake, how are you? If there's a Mount Rushmore of transvestites, I'd be on it. Well, I, I, I would, who hasn't mounted a transvestite for any amount of time and a time again? But, but I, I, I. You digress? I digress on my feelings. Um, tonight's show, a new sponsor, today's show, whenever you're listening, Jake. Oh, by the way, thank you for the heads up on the Bud Light Orange. I will be getting that later today, too. Well, yeah, I have to get it by tonight, because no, by 8 o'clock, because the sale, new sale, starts tomorrow. Oh, the sons of You should have told me. I would have picked them up for you. you are you saying that it's not going to be two, it's not gonna be, uh, two for one after tonight? Correct. What's tomorrow's sale, that Bud White Wheat? I, I don't have the uh, the brochure in front of me, but it changed. I, I can't it, expect you to know all this public inside pu- information. Public sales <laughs> start on Thursday morning and they end Wednesday when the store closes at now 8 o'clock. Uh, so you got to get there right after the show and pick it up, and hopefully they have some left. I love Publix because they always have it in stock. Some grocery stores don't. I don't know what mm-hmm. the hell the deal is, and I don't know what the hell... Joe Furtaud, Budweiser, Gold Coast Eagle. I'd wanna pro- I want to pimp your product, but you're nowhere to be found. So you know what I'll pimp, Jake? Chocolate licorice. You ever had it? Well, yeah. My father was a... There's two uh, kinds, though. There's black licorice and red. Chocolate's a rarity. My father was a licorice freak. And everything. But he loved the black licorice. And every movie theater, like, we'd get popcorn. He would get his his whatever the the brand was of... uh, The black licorice is a pistachio. It's like a... uh, What would you call the, the flavoring of that? I don't know what it is, but... This is chocolate. Hershey's chocolate cool. licorice. By Twizzlers. Hell yeah, the Twizzlers. The most famous of the licorices that I know of. You ever get, remember the licorice ropes when you were a kid? It was came in a big, yes. it was like a hundred foot. It was, yes. It was like chewing plastic, let's be honest. As I have two teeth in the back of my mouth hurting so bad, well, they don't hurt anymore. They're just going to fall out. That's my problem, not yours. We're back slowly opening up a society, Jake. What are your thoughts? What are your impressions? Scared. I I'm scared, but I'm a little bit hopeful that maybe we will live a life of normalcy again as we sit here across the street at Weber and Bediva at a full bar across the street over there. Uh, I don't think they're, uh, I think they're abiding by that 25% rule. I'm nearly 62 years old, so, you know, it's true as you get older. I'm not saying every. I'm not going to stereotype everybody who gets older gets cynical. But Why I not? More, I get more cynical. In my life, I think I'm a little wiser, but I'm, uh, I guess I am cynical. You get the right, as do I. To be cynical. Yeah, well, I, I just, I think humans as a whole are stupid, and that includes uh-huh. me. We make the same mistakes over and over and over again. I'm number one in the AP on that poll, by the friend. And this economy, I get it. Everybody, I'm fortunate I work at Publix. It's an essential, even though I don't consider myself as an essential worker, I am working. The stores are open. I get my regular pay. I get my insurance and all that. Nice. I have friends who have their own businesses that are working from their homes. I have people that have shut down their business for the time being. I have people that have businesses that have let people go for the time being. I feel for all that. But I think life is more important, and the government has to subsidize us or the people that aren't working. I don't care how much debt they put us in. Whatever they have to do, they got to subsidize the money, make sure people survive and live through these hard times, and we get through it. But I think... We as 
humans, not me personally, but there are going to be too many people who are going to take this uh, uh, lockdown that's coming off and just get too involved in life like nothing happened, not realizing that these germs are being punched around. And I think we're going to have a relapse. I hate saying it, but that's my gut. Well, the the scientists, that was their opinion that Sarasota, Central Florida, uh, this area of Florida, now that the curve is being beat, we, we can agree on that, can't we? That the new cases well, daily, as far as U.S. Well, for it depends on the state. Yes. New York, yes, it is because right. they, there's nobody Cuomo, left. Cuomo was great at locking down the city and making sure people were not going out working. They weren't going outside. Right. He started to you know make sure. Then they put in the rule that everybody who goes outside has to wear a mask. What are they? Whatever, whatever they've done, the curve has uh, kind of gone down. But there are you know states that have uh, more in the Midwest and upper north near the Canada side that are now being affected uh, exponentially. Right. They're just getting their taste of it now. And How about Russia? Russia, 15,000 daily now. They didn't get anything. Now it's hit them. Mexico's finally started some big numbers. It's like the Jerry Lewis telethon of death. Let's go to the timpani. Bam, bam, bam. Jerry, on behalf of the Veldefam. Distributors from the Tri-County area, it's my dubious distinction to present to you in the Tri-County of 400,000 7-11s in the tireless efforts, 400,000 more cases of corona. I, I don't believe it! Poor Jerry Lewis. Did he solve one person? You Chris, are. Chris Rock had a skit. He goes, can they just put a kid out there like on strings and say, look, Jimmy can walk now thanks to your $800 billion. I know it goes to chairs and a lot of those things are non-curable. And Jerry Lewis was a, what a man he was for... For raising billions of dollars, and it was—it used to be entertaining, but that thing—that well, thing seemed better they days. Died and they don't do it anymore. And they could have carried it on. And I can't believe that we have gone from the coronavirus and whether or not the economy is making a mistake. Jerry Lewis, terrific, you know, from a lockdown <laughs> to loosening it up and opening it up. Well, you Jerry know, Lewis. We can break down the. Uh, let's break down as the schedule NFL schedule. We'll get to that in a second. Is there anything more annoying, Jake? Besides coronavirus talk and, and arguing about presidents and that kind of crap, can be satisfying, but um, not really satisfying. There's nothing more annoying than the a-hole who has every game penned tomorrow at 5 o'clock. Oh, the, the week seven, the Jets, there's no way they're getting past Atlanta. You don't even know who's going to be on either team yet. You've got week 12 of the NFL season, if there even is one, penned. There's nothing more annoying to me than the, the day the schedule comes out. Well, that's a tough schedule. Absolutely. You don't know that. The Patriots no. might be horrible. That They might go 0-16. Well, let's bring it back to humans are stupid. That's what we do. I do it. I'm an idiot. I look at the schedule. I, you're I, right. I do it, too. I, I look at it briefly, but I'm not going to put my stamp on a 10-6 and know, six record. Please. not. But there will be people who truly believe we'll win this game. We might win this game. We're definitely winning that. <laughs> this one I'm not so sure about. You I, don't even know that this has got to be on your goddamn team yet. Who's going to be injured? Oh, I, I have to apologize. I had some bad info. It was the, the info was right, but I must have misinterpreted it or it was just written wrong. I had Marlon Mack going to a free agency. Do you hear that buzzing, Jake? Yeah. The hell is that? I don't know. Fix it, but let's keep talking because I want to talk about because you. Okay. You're oh, it's something I, on your end. Okay. Did, didn't you send me that Marlon Mack was going to be available? That was tentatively. He's not going anywhere. They're keeping him. They're going to go one-two punch of Jonathan Davis or Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack. It's that a, was a, phenomenal. P- p- perhaps or possible casualties to the cap. So, so I withdraw scared. any comment about Marlon Mack's going nowhere. He is in the last year of his contract. I will give you that. 
Well, then may, maybe. Then he might be available because you, you're going to give a lot of money to Jonathan Taylor. And Marlon Mack's shown enough where he's going to get a pretty good-sized paycheck from somebody. He's an excellent, excellent and, and the, the, Why his name comes to the top is, A, he's badass, and B, he's from Bradenton, Florida. And C, I used to have him in my studio. Little Marlon would come in with Coach uh, Fred Gilmore. Love and it just Fred. goes to show, oh, Fred was great. It just goes to show you, size is not that critical, man. It's the size of your heart. Now, of course, he got bigger as he got older, but he's still not that imposing if you see him on the field even. But why is he head and shoulders above, well, the last 20 or 30 running backs that come out of Sarasota, Manatee County, to the pros. Not a lot of success. Marlon Mack. Well, he was great with USF. Oh, my God. He, talk a, about a hometown hero. He's he, a bulk. He's a, he's a load to tackle. He is a load, but he's a short little quick guy. Yes. And I'll tell you, speaking of running backs who just were set to under-impress and over-impress, the more I read about this kid that the Bucks got from Vanderbilt, he started at Illinois, transferred. He is the fastest. He, I think he had the fastest uh, 40 time of any running back in the draft. He also had the most 50-plus touchdown runs in all of college football last year, Jake. All of college football, all 120 teams, he had more 50-plus yards for Vanderbilt going against Alabama, LSU. Those are like pro-type defenses. So, uh, Keyshawn with a AWN, Vaughn, I'm buying stock in you. I take it back. I'm doing nothing but recanting today. And but I will say as oh, I so look, wait, wait, wait! You're taking responsibility. Well, I, I kind of like cracked on the, I cracked on the kid last week. Well, I, no, I appreciate the fact that you could say throw something out there. I get excited for you and Buck fans, and then you come back and take responsibility for your well, error, for Buck, or error, or for error, or error. Erring. How come they never say that? Jack Brickhouse he's always say that. We go to third now. No runs, no hits, no errors. <laughs> always give me an error update. <laughs> well, I think errors are important. They are critical. I'm so. As we hopscotch all over the place, it's it's no hold bars with no holds barred with Ozzy and Jake. And yeah, today's show brought to you by oh the attention deficit disorder pill <laughs> that I forgot to take for the last forty five years. So I'm at the opening day last year, right, Jake? Yeah. I think I already told this, but it's bearing opening it, of what baseball? Yeah, football? opening opening of the Rays season. All right. Went with Greg. He so, insists on going to so, a packed house. So we will get back to the possible schedules of the Perhaps. NFL. I okay. don't know. Right. I just saw a, a squirrel walk by, and I got thoughts on him. Um, <laughs> I'm sitting there. It's a packed stadium. It's actually a fun game. Meadows went off two years ago. Um, and I look. Oh, it was a year ago. I look at the scoreboard. R-H-E. We all know runs, hits, and errors. And then I see what it says You're T-M-V or something. V, no, VPG. It said VPG, and there was a slot for that. And I'm like, VPG? Now, we were sitting with two lesbians, and of course, I make the vaginal joke. <laughs> I go, is that vaginal things? Per-? They thought it was funny. What is it? What? Visits per game. Mound visits right on the scoreboard oh. after errors. I cry foul. You're allowed six, is that right? I don't give a shit if you want to have 100 per inning. No, two per inning. You got to pull the pitcher. But uh, why do they ruin our game, Jake? And I, I might have brought this up last week. I don't know. Sometimes I go off topic. They're talking about bringing a fucking fourth outfielder into Major League Baseball. A rover, if you will. Again, where, <laughs> this is, where are you getting this false and fraudulent call, call information? An this is insane. <laughs> Jake, call help. This is insane. <laughs> There's no 10th out of I will forward outfielder. you the... The article in question, because oh, it was up. a serious article to try to stir. How would that stir offense? Be 0-0 through 50 innings. 
It's not, it's not even possible they're going to do that. Look, they, what did you say, six mound visits a game. Okay, they're trying to f- speed up the game. Didn't work. Also, isn't it also this year that each, when you enter a game, you have to pitch to three batters? Yeah, to avoid that uh, this double switch thing, which I have, no pro- I have no problem with that either. Good. I watched a Rays replay the other night when they brought in, they brought Kiermaier out of the game, put it outfielder in center field, brought somebody over to first, and then the pitcher went to first, and yada, 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 so you can bring him back into the game and just miss, it, miss a hitter. And they bring in a lefty, and the guy got a base hit anyways. I think a, a righty-lefty thing is the most overrated thing in all of sports. I agree. If you're a good pitcher, you're a good pitcher. Thank you. I mean, we grew up. That's the way it was. You never saw Rod Carew or George Brett with my Royals shirt on today. They didn't get pinch hit for. They didn't care if the guy threw with his, with his legs. And I don't want these specialty pitchers that come in for one batter, especially the lefties no. against lefties that get paid. $10 million a year to pitch like what? Tw- overall 20 innings maybe during the season and the whole, out? the whole process takes 45 minutes. Forever. He's got to come in and the talk and say he's not ready. You got to wait the, no. the customer three minutes before the umpire comes out. All right, what's the decision going to be? Then he points to the, well, take a time out now. The Rays will go to the bullpen and Alexander Jose Villanos will come in to face the righty back after this. We hope you enjoyed the telecast, if not, if not the outcome. This this pitching change is brought to you oh, by Budweiser. Just a bl- bullet. And a, they could, you know, Jake, I bet they could open that trap tonight, and there'd be no problem at all with this social distancing. <laughs> you and I could sit in the upper deck, or even in the outfield, and have nobody for 100 feet. Yeah, it's like they they after the preseason, the exhibition games. Okay, I've seen enough games. I'll watch them on TV. Right. Well, it's basically it seems like the attitude. But let's hope we see baseball. All I know is I want pitchers to earn their money. I don't want the one specialty bat, uh, pitcher. I want a guy who can go in there and get outs, and I don't have to sit there and watch pitching changes and, and coaches the, come out and all that crap. The only pitching change, the specialty pitcher, of course, I like is the relief guy. That you know the. Because back in the day, in the 70s, that's when that really kicked into high gear. Bruce Suter, Rich Gossage. A closer. They had a closer. They had a specialty pitch. Remember Bruce Suter's split finger fastball? That thing went straight no. and just dropped. No, that's a different. I mean, those are the high prime guys. That's right, but that's a special. Wins. That's the only specialty pitcher I want. Correct. A that's, middle reliever well, like Jesse Orozco, he does nothing but clog up the game. What? He's a clog. Jesse Orozco is a prominent member of the New York Mets. I know. As, as their real closer... Uh, during their okay, runs he was, in the 80s. He was a closer, and he was on the mound when they won the World Series, so I retract. And but he well, stuck around until he was 140, just because he could throw left-handed. No, no, that's true. That is absolutely God bless true. him. I think he still pitches. He's pitching for the uh, the uh, Yakima Swallows yeah. over there in the Chinchini League. But I, I really, look, closers are, you know, great closers are a dime a dozen, and those guys... When we were, uh, you know, back in the 70s with the Goose Gossages and the Eckersley, they weren't just batting, uh, pitching to one inning or one batter. They were going in in the eighth yeah. inning and sometimes yeah. Six with two guys outs out. in the seventh. And Six get, guys out. So, I mean, they were pitching much more innings than, uh, I, I mean, guys like Gossage and Eckersley and, and Suter and all those guys would have been it, making a fortune. Uh, and to give it, the credit to probably the greatest closer in, um, what's his name from the Yankees? Soriano. Soriano. Because if you look at his career, Soriano also Soriano or Sor, what's his name? I think it's name. Sor, no, Soriano was the shortstop. No, give, me, give me his name. Come on. Uh, it was the the Sandman. Uh, Sorvi- Paul Sorvino. Uh, no, shush. God damn it. I am, see, <laughs> oh, Soriano. The Paul no, Soriano. I am the stupidest. How could I do a talk? The greatest. I don't the greatest. Names. Right. The greatest. I can't. It's on the tip of my tongue. But I have two thoughts that are going to come out of this. 
Yes. It ba- did football season ever end? It still feels like football season every day. No, no we can't. It, gotta, it is. We, we don't even know the name of the greatest closer ever because we're not even thinking baseball. Mariona Rivera. Rivera. God damn it. Mariona Rivera. <laughs> Why didn't you say Buick? He Buick. S- he started off as a setup guy. All right. I did too for Buddy Hackett. Morphed his way it's as as a you know maybe the greatest as I said closer, arguably the greatest closer. Uh, you know, I, 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 he had unbelievable stuff. He was untouchable, but, but I don't had, think he was the nastiest closer ever. But they said that slider was just untouchable. Slider cutter, whatever it was, ninety something miles an hour. Yeah, I guess he against, was against lefties that would come in on him against righties, fall away. He didn't from have the him. drama. Give me a suitor comes in there all nasty looking. Remember the uh, Matt Hungarian, uh, Habrowski, yeah, St. Louis. Oh, the best. No, I mean, the, that shtick never got old. The great thing about Rivera is he was one of those closers. The Yankees are not afraid to bring him in in the middle of the eighth inning. He got five or six outs. And that's what I want to see. If you're going to get paid 10 12 15 $17 million as a closer, pitch. And now specialty pitchers, middle relief pitchers, guys who just get I want. I'm glad they have gone to this rule of three batters minimum. I like that, too. Because it also means the coaches, the manager has to now, if a guy pitches a full inning or two innings as a reliever, when do you use him next? So the strategy involved... Wait a second. The use of pitchers, I think it's much more important now. Three batters minimum. Every pitcher? Every every pitcher that is brought in the game is a three batter minimum. When the hell did that take place? I think it happens this year. I don't. I ain't gonna need proof on that. That's a game changer. Uh, You can't bring a guy in for one player, for one hitter? That changes the entire landscape. I guess a closer... You know, can come in with two outs in the ninth inning and do it, but no. Yes, I'm not buying that, Jay. I got to cry foul on that one. No, bullshit. Why? That's a major change. That's like saying, uh, "All right, let's." You're not going to kick the field goal, but you can't kick another field goal the rest of the game. (laughs) Well, listen to this. If he comes in for the last out and he doesn't get it, he cannot be taken out. He has to pitch it two more, at least two more batters. No, that's changing the game too much. No. If I want to bring in a lefty for the first guy, and then I want to bring in my hammer to get the game uh, closed out, there maybe a minute. Well, he has to pitch a minimum of, of uh, to one batter. Well, that's obvious. I'm all disheveled, man. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to pull it up. I don't even know what time it is, but I tell you what, somebody took my advice. It's, I was in a. Sh- I was in a house. Time for us to close up shop and get out of here. I know. We've lost everything. We can't even remember anything. All right, um, here it is. Hold okay. it, hold it. Okay. I got the info. How do you the, have it? The new MLB three batter minimum rule will require pitchers to face at least three hitters or pitch to the end of a half inning before a pitching change can be made. MLB officials are hoping the change will decrease the average time per game, which I think it will. And the proposed rule is slated to take effect uh, in the 2020 season. So, yes. Oh, my God. Unless you're coming in the last out of an inning. Then you can be replaced the next inning. But if you come in in the middle of the inning, you got to pitch to three batters or to the end of the inning. I don't care for it. Well, what, what is it that you don't care for? I like the one hitter. Again, If that, I want to have a hitter, a pitcher just come in for one guy, I should be allowed to do it. No. <laughs> Slow game. I don't want three-hour and 20-minute games anymore. What's your rush? What do you got to do? I, I, I sleep. Ah, screw I mean, that. It, it is great. You know, when I was growing up, baseball started at 8 o'clock. All right? That's the game at Chase Stadium. They were at 8 o'clock, and they were over by 10.30, 10.40. Now the game started at 7 o'clock, and they're over at 10, 10.30, 10.40. 
So well, I like this idea. If it can speed up the game where the average game is two hours and 40 minutes, I'd be a lot happier than the, the average. I'll, look, I'll even find out the average time a baseball now, game is. What, what kills it for me is they try to speed up the game, speed up the game, yet they institute a replay, which takes entirely too long, and every play's got to be looked at. I can't stand replay in baseball, man. The bang-bang play at second is part, if the umpire misses the call, Guess what? That's part of the game, the phantom tag. I don't mind the, uh, the phantom tag I, 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 I don't like. You can go back through the, the, no. the history of baseball and rewrite the entire record books because that fan, for 75 years, the guy never touched like a base on a double play or right, a newsflash. Right. So this is the hypocrisy for me. Yes. I, I have no problem with that, you know, off the foot uh, quickly before the ball, you know, gets to you and throw. I right. have no uh, problem with that. But a phantom tag, I want you to tag the player. I knew that as a second baseman. I wanted to make sure that I got the, you know, my, my glove on his foot or his hand or wherever. Look, I, when I, I come don't in like a... guys swiping and missing him and getting away with it. No, if you missed a tag, he's safe. But I have no problem with the phantom, you know, touch the I go into second foot. base. I go in spikes high, like Ty Cobb. I read his book. It said, all I want is a good hooker, bottle of whiskey, and a good hard bat. And I'll use all three at once. He went in spikes high, Jake. Bad guy. And he then, his follow-up, he wrote a book. It was a little off color. It was called Kill the Jew. I thought it was a very, very that odd choice. That is not true. I thought it was an odd choice for Ty. <laughs> he was a five-star douchebag. The average Ty. A racist son of a bitch. He was. Great movie, though. Remember him when the sports writer goes out to see him? He goes, what you want to do, little drinking boy? How Get in you? that car and probably bring by a bunch of blacks or Jews. Yeehaw! God damn, man. How old was he before he passed? Too old. He should have died yeah. right so, after him. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know the old thing, Billy Joel, only the good die young? Yeah. Why is that? I don't Oh, the assholes live forever? Yes. Yeah, I know it. Speaking of Billy Joel, you see he's broke? What the hell's going he's on with you, Joel? Stop it. You played Madison Square Garden once a month forever. What are you doing with all your money? I know you've had 48 DUIs, but try to get a manager who doesn't steal all your money. Average baseball game last year, three hours, five minutes, and 35 seconds. Well, if it's a, you could knock a half hour out with all those stupid... That's well, they're going to go to the replay now. We're going to take a timeout brought to you by Schlitz. Schlitz, the king of beer. I'll take the replay over the one batter guy, get out, and let me put three more pitchers in. What's right. next? Do you hear next year's two strikes and you're out? They're going to do that too. Stop, Four innings. Stop. One foul and ball and you're out. And it's underhand. <laughs> They're going to go with that. I'll tell you what, when I first started playing a softball, because I was such a pull hitter, I'd foul out all the time. Four foul balls and you're out. Because I just couldn't time them. I was so used to, you know, a, even when you're playing with your buddies in the backyard, you got a little zip on, not this big looping pitch. So you couldn't adjust? I adjusted towards season two. God you know, damn it. You know, I was a phenomenal, if I don't say so myself, baseball playing growing up through high school. And so was I. Everybody was. But <laughs> I adjusted my game to baseball. I learned because I was a, uh, I choked up. I was a line drive hitter. I wasn't a slap hitter, but I pulled the ball. I was on top of it. And that's okay because I could foul it off the Would you say guard. a punch and Judy? No, I was not. Even Texas leaker? Even though I was a Felix Mion choke up hitter. Oh, Felix Mion. Split hands? Good. No, didn't split hands. He just Bobby ha Tolan. Would you say Bobby Tolan? No. All right. I'm talking about nine, ten inches on the bat. That's the way I like to bat. I got Frank Tavares. I always had, you know, made full contact, and people knew I can hit. Tim Foley was a communist, I yeah, heard. Yeah, when I became a softball player after my baseball days, that's when I adjusted the game. I slapped the ball around, had it, hit it hard when I had to. Sometimes I would purposely put it on the ground because I knew it could beat it out, and that's how I played the game. So, yes, even though I was a natural pull hitter, 
in softball with balls being lobbed up to you, shoot. You adjust your body. You turn your hips. I know. It's all, all got to be in the wrist, too, because I did adjust. And then you know what I did? To frustrate the shit out of me. I crushed the ball. It lined up to the third baseman, lined up to the left fielder. I didn't have enough uh, upper body strength, mayonnaise, to get that ball up and out of there. I do now, but uh, I choose not to play. <laughs> well, I got, I got no, I'm right not here. done yet. You know, your buddy, you guys like to go to the Trump rallies, you and John De Palma. Um, <laughs> I hate, I can literally actually. Oh, you know, I, will, I, I won't have it. it. I won't have it. You can hate his views. But I'll fight to the death his right to express them. It's no, not, I love Johnny. It's not his view. I'm not talking about, forget about De Palma. Oh, okay. about the president. Oh, the president. I don't even like the name president. Trump. Okay, Trump. Right? Call him Trump. It's, it's not his Tr- views. It's not his policy. You know John De Palma, though. He does the best Howard Cosell ever. Yeah. His political beliefs my, aside. my friend Dan Schwartz, but go ahead. I'll put up De Palma against anybody. Yep, he right. started playing, and the guy is a phenomenal, he's a wizard with numbers. He can tell you any pitcher's ERA, any Yankee from the last hundred years, He'll tell you what day they played, who was the winning pitcher. He's like Rain Man, except, you know, without this. Um, well, uh, he played in the 55 and up senior league, which it's, it's kind of a bitch. Though. They play like a Tuesday, Thursday mornings. So I don't play. So what? It's kind of, yes. So you kind of like have to be retired. You can't have a job. So I'm two years away, and I'm going to wipe the floor with them old codgers. I'm Atta- coming in high. Atta-boy. I'm coming in spikes high. And they're going to say, who's this long hair? Son of a bitch out here. Kind of good looking, though, isn't he? Margaret had, a, had her eyes on his, his moves over there at the hot corner. So, thankfully, I'd rather take that long haired hippie than a couple more of those Negroes or Italians worse. Oh, racism alive and well, isn't it? So policy aside, fraud, con man, <laughs> evil. All right? Enough there. <laughs> I was trying to tie everything back together uh-huh. to, uh, well, first off, yes, we were talking baseball. and it, well, how, we were talking football. We were talking Well, we started about talking because, football. And then we got to the, uh, uh, the to down and loosening up uh, the reins. Exactly. Here. And to and me. My, and my cynical look that we're in big Cynical trouble. look, how I'm going to go, I'm going to play with all the racist pricks in two years and just mop the floor with them, but I have to quit all jobs. <laughs> how the hell do you play nine o'clock on a Tuesday? Even if you're 55, you got something to do, don't you? First off, you can't retire anymore until you're 70. They can't pay you shit. No, I don't know I, who the I, hell's I, playing. I, no, I think it's uh, Social Security is 65. Or, well, you could start at 62, but you max out at 65 or 66. Something like that. I didn't get my stimulus check. I don't get shit. I don't get shit either. I don't get anything. That- you know what? I have a wonderful life. Knock on whatever. I do, too. I, you take your stimulus check. I have a joke already pre-prepared. Did you get your stimulus check? Yeah, and they don't work either. I had to go back to the doctor. hi I got my brand new computer here, but the, I'll have to superimpose some, some sound effects later in the show. Maybe get, get a coldie, perhaps? No, I got nothing. Goddamn nothing, Jake. Sons of bitches. You know, they ran my father out of uh, Westchester. Ran him out. <laughs> I, I, oh, we're Jake. Off, we're off the track. It's we are no, off the track. It's no holds barred, Ozzy and Jake, as uh, we discussed. Oh, I know, off, uh, I know where we're going to go with it. Well, I know where we're going to go. The whole, yeah. thing, the whole thing started well. Looks like the NFL is ready to go Correct. with full stadiums. W- and wait, wait. No, no. That's not what we've heard. What have you heard? Well, first of all, the schedule 
is supposed to be announced tomorrow on the NFL Network, I think 7 o'clock tomorrow night. That's Thursday yes. night because today is Wednesday. They make a big freaking deal out right, of it, so too. I think, uh, what's today, the 6th? 6th, tomorrow's the 7th. And, uh, which, by the way, uh, Cinco de Mayo, because of the situation, it went. It came and went like nothing. I didn't even know it was yeah. there. Although it's, my daughter turned 21 a month ago, finally got to go out last night for her first legal drink. Little junkie went out for uh, margaritas and chips. Cinco, bad idea. Oh, get the hell out of here. Bad idea. <laughs> well, she went to some place and... No. Well, you see them Mexicans, they don't get it because they got that oily skin. It doesn't stick to them either. Oh, you God. see the thing with the Spaniards, they're a greasy type of folk. So tomorrow <laughs> at 7 o'clock <laughs> on the NFL Network, they're coming out with the skills. And I don't know if this is a, you know, either or type of schedule. If this happens, we'll do it this way. If that happens, we'll do it that way. All right. I know where but, you're going with this. You're, you're correct. But I don't, I don't, I didn't hear anything about fans yet. And they also talk, what I did hear is, because there's a lot of questions whether or not, even if the NFL were to play a schedule, that college football might have to cancel. Because as you had stated to me before we went on the air, that if you don't have any students at the college, you can't play football. Is that correct? If, they, if there's nobody on the campus, if it's canceled and they're doing it online, you right. can't have and a football team. Well, not to mention... You, you get the, the student at the, the athletes are a part of the school, and if they get infected, it infects everybody. I guess it's just a totally different ball of wax. Well, they they still have not decided yet. And I saw uh, the 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 um, the headmaster of uh, Arizona. It was one of this Arizona. Oh, uh, Herm Edwards. How's he doing out there? Not the coach. Oh, one of the, uh, the the guy who runs the president of the uh, of the. Oh, University. Phil Mickelson. So anyway. And he said his gut is that he still doesn't think the, the college football will have a season. So what I heard is that if they don't have a season, the NFL might switch to Saturdays. Oh, that's right. We, we discussed that by, via text. Did we? I guess, yeah, if you want to split it up. I've always had a problem with this, Jake. You wait all goddamn week. You love, we love football. Football, <laughs> there's no, don't even save your breath arguing. It's the head and shoulders the biggest sport in this country, if not the world. But here's 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock. They cram everything into two hour, four hours and it's all over. Can't they milk it a little bit more? I know they have Monday night and Thursday night. I'd love to see the game spread out a little bit more. It's one big orgy and then it's over. Well, I feel very disappointed after football's over on Sunday. Really? I feel not satisfied unless your team wins, obviously. Well, I don't watch the third game. The late game sucks because I have problems. Who the hell can stay up till midnight on Sunday? You've been up since 7 a.m. No. and rocking and rolling and watching your team pregame, tailgate, win, lose, or draw. Then you got the 4 o'clock game, which is exhausting because it's always a great matchup. Always comes down to the wire. Then you eat a big dinner. You got to talk about it and you're miserable going to work the next day. Oh, my God. Well, you know what? It's First of all, if you go out to the West Coast, there's nothing better. 10 o'clock, yeah, 1 o'clock, right. and whatever, 7 o'clock game. So, or... 10 o'clock, 1 o'clock, and 4 o'clock games. Is that right? Five Exa- yeah, the, like that. the 4 o'clock game starts about 2 or something out there. Well, no. It would 1, be, yeah. No, no. Three, it would be, three hours it would be behind. 10 o'clock, it would be 1 o'clock, and the, what is it, 8.30? So it would be yeah. 5.30. 5.30. That's perfect. It is perfect. I am so burnt out by the, the time the 8.30 game starts. If my Jets are playing, or even if the Buccaneers are playing, and I'm interested in watching the game, I, Jets, of course, I'll make it to the end. But um, other than that, I am done by halftime at the, at the latest. I had a little conversation yesterday with one Rick Stroud, lead writer, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, head guy in Tampa Bay who covers the Buccaneers. And it was a shot of Tom Brady out there on his jet ski, just loving life in Tampa Bay. 
And God bless him. He looks like the world, uh, the way the world's off his shoulders and he's having fun. And I guarantee he's going to bring that to the field. And good Lord will, and the creek don't rise, we have a, we got a hell of a season in store for us, buddy. And I know you're a Jets guy, but you're a Tampa Bay, Sarasota, Florida uh, native now. You would, you would enjoy this train ride, too, because it's going to be a fun one. I don't, my heart doesn't sink after a loss. Sure. But I enjoy watching the games because I know the players, and I've covered them for so many years. Hey, right, and your son's involved with the team Absolutely. up there in Tampa, and, 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 and you're involved with the community. Yeah. You talk bucks every day to people. Every person who comes in there goes, Jay, how about them bucks? Brady brings a trust because he's if arguably the greatest quarterback in the history, certainly the most Super Bowls. So he comes with the experience, and people are going to jump on that. So he might not be as good as he was six, seven, eight years ago or, tw- or 15 years ago, but his leadership skills are still there. Absolutely. So he should make everybody around him better, and their defense should be pumped up and want to uh, you know, execute just for a guy like Tom Brady. Exactly. And then, you know, I, I kind of him and hemmed it hard at the pick with Winfield, the safety out of Minnesota. Antoine. Antoine, that's a great pick. Is you could- just as important as the running game is a hammer over the middle, and they haven't had one since John Lynch. Let's face it, they haven't had a good, hard hitting safety since the greatness was Sabby Piscatelli. Jamal Adams, the Jets, is one of the best, if not the best, young uh, safety in football, and that's the type of guy you want. Uh, do you see uh, your quarterback up there, Sam, Sam Darnold, kind of kowtowing? I'm sure tongue might have been a little bit in cheek, but I'm sure he respects him. He says, we're still, until we prove it on the field, the Patriots are still the cream of the crop of the AFC East. Well, yeah. how, would you, how could you say otherwise? You have to. He's not going to b- open his mouth and say anything to piss them off. Well, oh, what? just for the record, 25,000 new cases of coronavirus just yesterday. Today, the tally, as we sit here at 5 o'clock, 17,000. Total uh, deaths today, 1,700. Now, here's Jake with weather. All right. Well, now, the update. I'm, look, you got to admit today, I'm, I'm coming through with all these updates. You are. All right. The NFL is expected to release its schedule tomorrow, as I said. And games on Saturday might be a part of it. If the college football season is canceled because of the pandemic, the NFL is considered playing some games on Saturday. Uh, and this comes through the New York Post, so reliable sports uh, paper, no doubt about it. I don't understand how playing them on Saturday is going to, if the pandemic's, if it's so too bad to play, it doesn't too bad to play any day, isn't well, it? Well, it gives people, because usually you're expecting a full weekend of football from college to the NFL I gotcha. Saturday and Sunday. So now you're going to have it Saturday. Sunday, Monday, and Thursdays. All right, I like you that. You in? I'm out. I'm in. I'm in balls deep on that plan. No, nothing would be better for me than to play golf at 7, 8 in the morning, come back and watch football on Saturday, and do the same thing on Sunday. Nothing would be finer. I heard you played out there at Bent Tree. How'd that go? Uh, they were, I, I, I struggled. Did you struggle? Yes, I did. I used to live in Bent Tree. In 1981, we moved to Florida. Never had been on a golf course, Jake, so I'm walking out there, and I said, oh, check it out. Somebody lost their ball. Oh, another one. Oh, cool, more. I came back to the little condo we were living in, and I, my mind goes, what the hell? where'd you get all those? I go, somebody must have really sucked because there's balls everywhere. Of course, it was a driving range. And I had an aluminum bat, and we faced, at that point, Bee Ridge, Bee Ridge Extension was just being built. Right. I used to launch, you ever hit a ball with a, a golf ball with a baseball bat? You put that son of a bitch into orbit, and I was only 13, I was just launching Dave Kingman-esque bombs. Oh, no, would a, you hit a golf ball with a bat further than a golf club? Uh, no, not, not further than a golf club, but I couldn't swing a golf club when I was 13. Because there's no comparison how far I can hit a golf ball with a golf, ball, with a golf but, club instead of a golf, uh, baseball bat. But you know, you hire somebody to say, hey, lob me one of them, and you got a bat. Good night, baby. You put that son of a bitch 500 feet. I was in a golf 
I, I will tell you, look, Ben Tree's course is very nice. Don't get me wrong. I, I just struggle. I hear it. They've allowed, well, they've loosened the standards over there, Jake. It's gone a little yellow. High yellow is what I like to call it over there. <laughs> well, this quarantine has really done you in. <laughs> I got to tell you. What the hell is going on here? Today? I don't know. I love it. it's being in Florida and then being in the construction game. You see these old pricks. And I, that, that character is a character I developed based on a, a Sarasota County inspector who could not. And this guy inspected all my jobs for a good 15 years. He was a nice person, but there wasn't one interaction I had with him. I never, they're always pleasant, but he always had to go to a race card every single time. And I didn't want to argue because I want to get my thing signed because if I got my job signed, I got paid. And, all right, well, you have a good one now. I'll see, I'll see you. So I can try to too if the damn Chinese wouldn't keep cutting me off in traffic, but they'd make good soup. I'll see you. So long, everybody. I mean, <laughs> then he went after the Turks one day. Oh, goddamn Turks over there. I go, you Turk? You don't like the Turks? I don't even know what a Turk is. What is a Turk? It's not a, a, a native of Turkey, is it? Uh, it's... What, who are the Dutch? Are they Danes? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't know. I don't give a shit, to be honest with you. I know this. See, uh, by the way, humans not only stupid, ignorant. We're ignorant. Well, I, I think I proved that on this show. Oh, every day. Every, every podcast. <laughs> well, you know something? I kid you. I kid you. Let me tell you something. My buddy Farrell was telling you, he's been dumb. And any sports talk shows, I have not heard uh, uh, 620 in a while, but I'm sure that uh, Aaron and Pat are struggling for content. You gotta, you're struggling, man, with no sports. and no. This time of year, Sports Talk Radio does itself because we'd be talking Lightning tonight. We'd yeah. be talking Rays going on right now. We'd yeah. be talking Mets. Every team going to the draft. Yep. It would be doing that is easiest radio you've ever done in your life. Try talking when nothing is happening. That's when you find out the pros and the Joes or somebody. You've got to be entertaining, and that's why if I've tried to get a kick a, lot, a, a chuckle out of people, there's too many people. There's never been more radio, Jake, and less entertaining radio because you when you listen to somebody. You want stats, you want information, but don't you listen to be entertained, whether it's sports or politics or anything? If it's not entertaining, I flip the dial, whether it's TV, radio, internet, whatever. I agree. So, forgive me if I try to be, and I know, you know you're not cracking my, because you'll be the same way, too. You've always tried to, I know, you play the the funny guy to do the Scott Hayes straight Abbott man for Co years. Abbott and Costello. And that's the way it works. But for, for us, but he said just screw it. He started playing 25-year-old replays. It's way better than any radio I've heard in the last six months. Just busting on guys' balls and breaking a Mets Mets Brave series and all oh, your Braves suck bunch of hillbillies down there. Look, I'm a I'm a firm believer. Always has been. Way when I was a young kid and I had dreams of being the play-by-play -play announcer for the Knicks or the Mets and before sports radio even became sports radio. But I knew that if I ever got on and was able to do things like this, that people were going to know about my life. And it was sports fans aren't just sports fans. We like movies. We like food. We like. If exactly. You're guy, you most likely like women. If you're, if you're not, and you like men, that's fine too. Exactly. But and I want everybody to know every aspect of my life. So if we get a little political, it won't go heavy duty, duty, duty. And you got to believe your I opinions. Will. And it's about opinion-driven radio. You can't. And I tried to when I first got had to pull three hours by myself. And I, try doing that if you try to break into the try, you know this podcast game. And I say go for it. If, if you ever want to be on the radio. Well, the radio's right there. The radio's right in front of you. It's a phone now. It's a computer. It's, it's a, your TV. You can get, 
the radio is everywhere now, so there's no more opportunities to just to, if you want to talk about anything. But I found myself, Jake, when I, so I don't know if you've experienced this, because I'm a nice guy. I try to be, you know, compatible with all humans. If you say so. Ag- agreeing with everyone. Somebody call up and say, I, I think you're wrong. I don't think he's, I think he's great. I go, well, he's pretty good. I mean, he's not bad. Now you're a, <laughs> he sucks. He sucks a lot. You can't agree with everybody because then you have no credibility. Well, I, I, no, I agree 100%. I used to love, because I know we don't take phone calls here. Maybe one day we will. Who knows? Right. But during our real radio days, of course, it was a, it's Scotty and I, when we did the show, we, it, to me, it was more like people, let, just sit back in your car. If you listen on the computer, relax, just like you'd be watching uh, Johnny Carson. He didn't take sure. questions. They just went back and forth. People enjoyed it. And that's what the show, to me, was about. If people wanted to participate, great. Sometimes it worked. Some callers sucked. That was the bottom line. But to me, I wanted them to know every aspect of my life. Now, if I had give, said something that they felt was incorrect or the opinion was wrong, and they can give me something back to show me either maybe they're right and I'm wrong, right. great, I'll acknowledge that. You know what? That's a great point. Or sometimes you say, you know what? That's a great point. I, I'm not sold on it, but I get where you're coming from. Or if I'll double back, I'd be the first guy to say, you know, I was wrong. I was wrong on this kid. He's unbelievable. I was wrong on Vita Vey. I called him a bum. I could have been more wrong. I was wrong on David, the, the linebacker, not Levani David, uh, Price, the kid out of LSU. Dead wrong. they little slow starters, but they proved me wrong, and I'll gladly admit when I'm wrong. But I guess the point of that is you got to be entertaining to have any kind of uh, following on radio, whether you're a writer, a radio, a TV, an actor, what have you. Yeah, which I mean, you got to have things to say. You, you have know? to have things to say or else, you know, and in this podcast world that we live in, and face, let's face it, do you know that $9 billion was rev- revenue was created by podcasts last year? Well, that's that, that's like head and shoulders. We, we got nine cents, I think. Well, We're still yeah. going to split that up and we got to get three, <laughs> three of it to the government. Um, $9 billion in podcasts. There's no phone calls on any of those. And that leads me to this. I never finished out my conversation with Rick Stroud. I said, Rick, if the Bucks didn't go all in with Gronk and, and, uh, and the GOAT, I said, I'd personally be protesting the start of the season. I'd be for folding the entire, rescinding the franchise. I said, another year of that Winston debate, and I was out of there. The whole thing started with this. I said, Rick, we brought in the GOAT. We brought in Gronk because there was some conversation about Matt Gay. I said, bring in the ghost. Goskowski's out there. Don't F around and lose games because Brady is not going to take well to that. Gay had a worse statistical season than Aguayo did in his first year. He came on horrible. He was great through the regular season. He finished horrible. Just All I'm saying is bring in somebody to really push. If he's good enough, make him earn the job because well, we can't afford. It's now or never with the Buccaneers. There's no next year. What's his name? Gustowski? Gustowski. He's, uh, he's, he's, he's coming I'm, off an injury, look, but he, he was a salary uh, casualty up there in, in uh, look, New England. When, when you have to replace a guy like Venateri, you got to be good because Venateri, who's just retiring this year, has been around for, what, 20-something years? Yeah. One of the greatest in the history of the game. They said Brady's had two kickers his whole career. Yeah. Venateri and Guskowski. It's unbelievable because most teams don't have that uh, But wouldn't you agree? Ability. There's no room for error. This, this kicking thing you has mean, to end now in Tampa Bay. Special teams is very important. Punters and kickers and, well, and all kickers that. Kickers especially. It's, it's been a, a, well, an ongoing nightmare up there. I thought no, they had it settled. No, you. Are, it is true, but... As great as Gutkowski, whatever his freaking name is, the fact is he was injured last year. He was struggling when he got injured. Maybe that was part of it. I'm sure it was. But he's also older. 
and you want to bring him in and give him a tryout, if he's available, fine. But I, I, it's kind of like, I know they had to sign Gronkowski, but you're talking to a guy who's slimmed down, you know, lost some weight, didn't play for a year, injury prone, all that. Definitely one of the greatest in his, whatever, eight or nine year career before all the injuries took place. But you're, there are a lot more question marks to me for him than there are for Brady. Really? More with the, with the goat, with yes. uh, Gronk, huh? Yes, yes. Well, I, I don't see where it's a bad thing at all. I got no, question no, marks. No. I, mean, I get it. I understand. I understand. And let's just let's just say this. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again, and it rings true. Miami, horrible sports town. Total transplant area, just like this area is. But Tampa Bay, you got to hand it to this area. When we got a winner, no, we yeah. support them. No doubt. We, okay. I mean, you were right, you were at the Super Bowl. Yep. This and, and you were right there. I saw you and Scott broadcasting right outside the Ice Palace. When it was lightning yep. fever and there wasn't a car in this town without a lightning flag and they were going great. nuts. It was great. It is great because it's a bunch of people from other places coming together for their new team. Their new team. And then you're going to see it this year. I hope, uh, you know, it's base, I, it really hasn't hit me yet that baseball probably isn't going to happen. The, the hockey and basketball are done. That's not even on that table anymore, I don't think. Um, I, I don't see. They're not even talking about baseball. Have you heard anything at all about a, a, yes. a July start? Yes. You have? Yes. They start tonight? Did I... <laughs> you met, yeah. How about this? No, there's definitely... no, my, no major league, minor league baseball only for this year. No good? No, no. I, I Look. I'd go no, tonight to see the Marauders. I'm, I'm spinning right now. I know. I, I got a lot. Uh, pen. I, I, I got I, all penned up. Daddy's all penned up. Yeah, I had something to say about the football and the Buccaneers and all that, and I, I lost my trend of thought. I know. I, I just... Someday maybe we'll have a... A longer platform, or, not, not or only, maybe I'll t- start taking those pills that the doctor talked about. What is, they, they have the memory pill, Predigen. They promote for many, many no, years. No, they're Pregnizone. That's why my face is all fat. God damn that son of a bitch. No, but it, it, whatever the, the Bucks, it, it, I, I, for your sake and Buccaneers fans, I hope they play the season because it'll be interesting. Well, I would assume that you're a little excited about your Jets. They're on an uptick. Uh, well, of course I'm excited. And I don't care. You know, I, of course I want fans there. But if they have to play the season without fans and the players can be tested after each game or every other every other week or whatever they have to do, I'm happy with that. As far as MLB, there's, to me, more of a chance that's going to be played this year. A shorter season, maybe 100 games. Maybe they kick it in in June. They do it through, uh, as I told, I think I mentioned it last week, West Coast teams have their division, and the East Coast teams have their division, and I think there's three divisions somewhere, East Coast, West Coast of, of, of Florida, and then the West Coast of Arizona where they play. And those will be the divisions, three teams. I don't know how Why many do they have to split playoffs. the divisions? If they're going to play, play. Well, they would play because they would play in the spring training ballpark. Ah, bullshit. So the teams in Arizona would have a division. With no crowds? The teams in the, with no crowds, yeah. I just, I'll stick to my uh, video game thing I watch every night. No! Yeah. Last night, Rays came back in, on the MLB 2020. They were down 5 nothing. They rallied for 6th and the ninth, and they got the win, baby, in Detroit. I'm sick. telling you, if you wear glasses, just take your glasses off so you don't focus. It's just like watching baseball. I did a service call for uh, a woman and her, her 65-year-old son who's really doing well living at home. And I walk in there. He's watching a 1982 Braves-Cardinals game. I go, you're my freaking hero, dude. I go, I do the same thing. He's, it wasn't even a, a noteful game. It was just a game he had. He pulled it off YouTube. It was old uh, Skip Carey. Two down, here's Murph. Ground ball to Elbrick fall. Elbrick fell. That'll do it now. There's nothing to me. Nothing. Don't care. 
Uh, you know what you do care about? Sticker Mule. Go to StickerMule.com. You know what they sent me? I got 50 of these, Jake. I'll give you a couple. Ozzy the Sports Junkie stickers. Oh, you can get a little Ozzy nice. the Sports Junkie sticker, or you know, or better yet, get your own sticker for your own business. How about, and how about get, No Holds Barred with Ozzy and Jake? Where's that? That's the next free one. I get a free one every month. Do I need this Ozzy the Sports Junkie? Well, put it this way, and we'll close on this. Because I like to make fun of Doug Frank. Before we close, I do have one last thing to discuss well, with you. But okay, ahead. let me tell you wh- how, what a Mensa, my friend and yours, Doug Fernandez is. Comes over and... You know what a Mensa is. Yeah, a, a rocket scientist. Right. I gave him something to read. It was like some kind of... It was a CD liner for something of... of we were arguing about something. Somebody was on a record. An intelligent person, a Mensa. Well, I use that term very loosely. So he's leaving, right? And I go in the bathroom, and I gave him one of them stickers. I go, here, put one of these on your computer. You can tell somebody at work you know anybody. So if he, uh, is he's furloughed again this week. No, no work. And I, he checks out after making a complete mess of the living room. I go in the bathroom. The, <laughs> the liner notes from the CD I gave him are in the sink, and the Aussie sticker is floating in the toilet. I said, what, 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 what? Why do you let him in what, your house? Well, how did that happen? I don't see how that in a million years could have, you just threw it. He makes no sense. He has spilled wine. He's did this. He's done that. You keep letting then him Then he came back. over the pizza and he insisted, no, this Lorian line, who doesn't, you make a frozen pizza, Jake. You doctor it up, put a little cheese on it. Of course if, you do. I want to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dealer's choice. Yeah. He came over with his pizza. I went to put it in the, the, conventional oven, which blows the shit out of a regular oven, and it makes it so much better. No, no, don't put it in there. You can't. Go, what do you mean you can't? It says it on the box. I go, what are you, one of those dickheads that won't rip the tag off the mattress? So Lori goes and put cheese on it. Don't do that. <laughs> I said, shut the hell up. And then I'll tell you off air, maybe why you'll never talk to him again. Go ahead with your story. All right, first, uh, Mensa, the High IQ Society, provides a forum for intellectual exchange among its members. That you and I will never be a part of. <laughs> oh, the whole night started. I pissed him off because he finished writing a story about Brady. I go, you know, Brady's not getting charged. I guess that was the gist of his whole story. He forgot to Google the story and it printed the next day. The whole thing was, the whole thing was for. Oh, God. I ruined his whole day. But, All you know, right. I felt good about it. Before we end this fine program, I want to know if you had a chance to watch uh, the episodes of Last Dance with Michael Jordan and the Bulls. No, I haven't. It's phenomenal. I'm going to watch it, though. It's on what, ESPN? It's on ESPN. Um, they're up to now, this weekend will be 7 and 8 on Sunday, and then the following weekend, 8 and 9. So Is it never two. before seen footage? Is it interviews with him? It's, Who made it? It's ESPN. Oh. It's unbelievable. Never before inside skinny that you didn't know? It's, yeah, it's, it, the whole story is behind the scenes with Dennis Rodman and from his days at the Pistons coming over here and what they had to do to babysit him. How they fired Doug Collins and brought in Phil Jackson. Uh, now there's, I, I think our next episode is be about Michael Jordan and gambling and did stuff like that. I watched again last night. Did you see Michael speak at Kobe's service and at the at the no, garden or I the forum? I did not. Oh, you don't. If you don't get choked up, might not. Might want to check your pulse. And another one on the good side of that. It was from a year ago. You guys, he's a wide receiver, TK or WK something on the uh, Seattle Seahawks. And the gen- assistant general manager's got him on the phone. It said, this was what the NFL is all about. I put that on Twitter. Go to Aussie Radio. Check it out. And he goes, hey, TK. Yeah. He goes, how you doing, man? And you know you know when the call comes, that when the guy calls you, it's, it's your time. You're getting drafted. 
He's a wide receiver. And it, the kid the kid talked to him. He's about 30 or so. He's assistant. And he goes, well, about to make you Seahawk, man. And this guy just loses it on the other end of the phone. Like a little boy. He's crying. Like a baby. And I I mean, I get goosebumps thinking about it. So I'll, I'll repost it on, the, on Facebook and I'll put it on Aussie Radio again. That's right. It just goes to show you. And then per- Carol gets on there and he's kind of chuckling. Then he starts getting choked up. He goes, hey, man, I, I ain't got all day to cry with you now. You can cry when you get your ass in here to Seattle. We'll see you when you get here. It just goes to show you, even when they're making hundreds of million dollars, they're still little boys. They're still little boys like you get the call. For you. Hey, Jake, you made the Little League team. Well, you hope that by the time they're if they're good enough to be around five, six, seven seasons in, that they're that same, you know, fun-loving who you loves hope. the game and wants to play. Yeah, because you ever seen video or footage or any stories of Antonio Brown when he first came to the Steelers? Fun-loving, great guy. Left a complete a-hole. Arrogance. Money. Speaking of which, they're saying, I think that the Steelers might have screwed up by not getting taking a look at Winston because they're saying that uh, big Ben Roethlisberger, he may not even be ready to go for opening day. He's got to be. Yeah, Tom Brady take care, takes care of himself. Ben Roethlisberger is big and fat. Now you got, I can't imagine he's in that great of shape. Cam Newton's still out there, so he's... I think Cam Newton's playing his cards perfect, Jake. He's not going to just jump to anybody. He's going to wait till team really needs him because he's an MVP. He's not a journeyman. It's just a matter of whether or not he's injury prone because of his ability to take it upfield and his contact. Oh, he likes that contact. I'm glad you said upfield. I thought you said his ability to take it up there. All right, so here's your job this week. Watch a little bit of The Last Dance. Start episode one and two. It's, oh, I watched The Last Tango in Paris with Marlon Brando. That was vile. Let me tell you something, though. You, you know, I watched a lot of games with Michael Jordan being a Nick fan. A lot of rivalry there, a lot of games in person. Yeah. You, you really don't. Remember until you see some of the highlights how freaking unbelievable he was. Oh my! I mean, dude. you could think back, but when you see these last dance, it will just your bones will sh- your your whole body will shiver. It's the reason I don't follow the NBA today, Jake, because I saw the greatest. I grew up in Chicago with the Bulls with Mickey Johnson and Artis Gilmore, and a couple games, maybe one a week, would be on TV on Channel Nine with Red Kerr. And the Bulls were just a garbage team. They were basically the Buccaneers of football. You couldn't, and I always wanted a, bu- I always wanted a Bulls shirt or hat. There was no, there was, even in Chicago, you couldn't even find it. And of course, sports merchandising wasn't big then. Moved to Florida. The Bulls, they were always one and done, just like the Blackhawks of my youth. One and done in the playoffs. They'd be marginal at best, and then one and done. And then all of a sudden, they get Jordan. And of course, he's the hot shot. But what was the crack on him five, six years in? Greatest player, he'll never win a championship. Can't get it done by himself. And of course, Scottie Pippen comes along. And we watched six well, of the greatest runs you'll ever see, it, ever. The real, as great as they were as a tandem, it really, and Dennis Rodman, you know, certainly states it when you watch Last Dance, that he was the he was the cog that put it all oh, together. Oh, absolutely. Because Pippen wouldn't have won it without, because, without Jordan. Because, Jordan could have maybe won without Pippen. Because Rodman can play uh, a guard defensively, a center, a forward, a power forward. It didn't matter. He did all the dirty work. He was a menace on the court. And, the, and they put up with all his BS, and you'll see it on the last dance, because he knew what a great teammate he was on the court. He, did. he would stick up for you. He would oh. take punishment. He got beat up, and he beat you up. You did not. You wouldn't even think about going to the glass to get a board, because he'll come down and re- elbow right in your eye socket. He was getting the ball. You had no chance. They had As re- much as a freak as he was, Jed Jordan knew what he had in him. Absolutely. And he, hey, there was a guy who we're going to see right we're going to see simil- similarities. They call him the GOAT. Well, they call Brady the GOAT. He commanded respect, and he commanded accountability, not only in the game. I mean, the stories of, I'm sure they're on there. It's like, now i got to see it. 
I was going to see it anyway. Now I got to be pumped up. I might speed home and watch it now. You know, it, uh, he would have fights in practice if he didn't bring your A game. It was, it's it's really well, well done. I mean, how they they followed the team around in '97, and but they also have the flashbacks before that. That's how you get the Phil Jackson coming in and whatever, 92 or something like that. When right. They, when they fired Collins, you, you hear the backstory behind that. It just really, really well done, intriguing. Even Emma is loving watching it. My mom grew up. She, my mom went to Kentucky. She's a huge Hoops fan. And she, I was in her womb in 67. She used to go to the Bulls. The Bulls' first season was 67. So I literally been a Bulls fan since I was in the womb. Oh, she, she loved those Bulls teams. And one year for Christmas, I got her. Two seats, her and her boyfriend, right behind the Bulls bench in Orlando, right behind Michael. I don't care what they cost. It was worth every penny. She, Her eyes came out of her head. She loved her some Jordan. And who didn't? Those games were must-see TV against the Knicks, against the Pistons, and, and then the finals against the Lakers and the Jazz. And Remember the mailman against uh, the Bulls and Stockton, Stockton and Malone, and the, yeah. Malone? I forgot they played Glenn, uh, Gary Payton, the glove, and the Sonics was year two. Then they played Barkley and the Suns. Those some great runs, man. That's some basketball. That, base, that was primetime must-see TV. I always thought the Knicks always kind of fell short. They got the championship. Yeah. They got the, was great. Now, and now they got... The one final against Houston, wasn't it? No, two. Two finals. They lost both in oh. seventh game against Houston and oh, San Antonio. That's right. It was seven games. You must have been dyspeptic. Oh, look, they, it was a great run with Patrick. Uh, now there's all... If you read the New York Post, the last week or so, because of the last dance and... Oakley was part of the, uh, you know, it was the big trade was Oakley to New York for Bill Cartwright. Right. Who was a big part of the uh, of the uh, Bulls run as well. Just, you know, his the ability. Junkyard dog. But uh, he he puts all the blame on Patrick. He said Patrick was a great player, but, you know, we lost, we didn't win championships because Patrick just wasn't able to get over the top. Well, he just wasn't good enough. Or he's a ball hog. He just didn't have leadership. No, he didn't have that leadership. He's doing okay at Georgetown with head coach, isn't he? I guess. I don't know. I don't care. I like little John Starks. He was a little mf for wasn't he? He had that bad game. Oh, he was, just, a, game against he was just an ill-tempered little guy, wasn't he? He was wonderful. You didn't want to mess with him. Those games with him and Sprewell and Alan Houston. Oh, Alan Sprewell. And Mason, Anthony Mason, John Starks. Sprewell had a go-into-the-stands moment, didn't he? Uh, Ron Artest, of course, broke, broke all the standards when he went in. Yes. And, and then he became Meta World Peace. Insane. But our test had some run-ins with the with the fans as well. Well, our test was like a Rodman. He uh, oh, he also said he can't feed his family on fourteen million a year. Remember that? Well, he had like seventeen kids. <laughs> but he um, he was like a better offensive player than Rodman, pure skills offensively. But there's the games that maybe our test not as good because of this all the championships Rodman won with Detroit and Chicago. But Ron Artest was a solid player out of St. John's. One last touch on sure. the Knicks, and then Longest we'll close the ever. Of course. How about uh, your boy in world, the most famous of all, the Knicks fan, Spike Lee? He says, I'm done. I'm out for a while. I can't take it. When you get your shit together, I'll come back. He's pissed off at Dolan. Well, I'd be pissed, too. But, and, you know, I, I've had some problems with the Tampa Bay teams and stuff. But and, and it, I don't care if he's a celebrity or not. If he, was, if he was Joe Blow, you have the exact right to do the same thing. You can get pissed off at your team because you've put money, listen, time, Effort, blood, sweat, and tears, you know and they're seats, not doing their end of the job. Well, he's got a couple of those seats, and they're like $2,000 a game. They're, the guy has put his money where his mouth is. He's yeah. a fan. He's fed up. They, should be, afraid. they should be ashamed of themselves because they've gone. They've tried everything in the world, and nothing's worked. Well, he had the great run-ins that you saw on national TV when the Knicks and the Indiana. Oh, with, uh, with, with Reggie Miller, Miller. and but Jordan. But, he, yeah, I was going to tell you, there's some parts in there about, because uh, uh, 
when when uh, Spike Lee was building his re- uh, reserv- uh, reservoir, his resume. That big mountain of uh, they, they, oh, reservation. They, he has a casino. they hired him to do a commercial with Michael Jordan, and they developed a great relationship. Right. You see it. You'll see it during the playoffs and some of the big games that Michael would score a basket and give you know a little oh, bit yeah. to Spike Lee and and back and forth. And it, it was great to watch. It's kind of like Mark Cuban as an owner. His relationship with the players, the fans, and the team, it's great to see him at the game all the time. Well, it was great to see you today, buddy, and uh, good to get some uh, grievances off our chest. Right. Not just grievances, all around just guy talk. The show about everything and nothing. I'm going home to have a martini. Have a martini, kick back. I'm, I'm glad that we're open society up a little bit. I guess we'll we'll find out the numbers when they come in. Again, cynical, we're in big trouble, but you know, the podcast will help. It's therapeutic for me, hopefully for you, Absolutely. and hopefully for the listeners. And uh hope John Garvey is enjoying his listener of the month status. Yes, he will I heard that they that they that you get a sash for that. I'll get a hold of you, John, and and or Jake way, will get a hold of you and I, bring I, him down here one night. I saw him. He was he loved the show last week and he really appreciated the kudos. Well, we appreciate the listening. All right, for Jay Jacobson. I'm Ozzy the Sports Junkie. Go to the Ozzy the Sports Junkie website. I'm always putting new crazy stuff on there. I've got a thing. There's Darth Vader playing a bass. on. He's playing some uh, Rage Against the Machine for no reason at all in New York City. So I went ahead and superimposed the newest Saint quarterback playing. Well, he looks like the, the, the character with Darth Sidious. I went ahead and named Jameis Darth Hideous. All right. Uh, don't forget, by the way, don't forget. Bogo, uh, get your uh, Bud Light Orange. Oh, yeah. Bud Light Orange, proud non-sponsor of the show, but I buy it and drink it anyways. If you don't like it, don't buy it because you're going to ruin it for me. For Jay Jacobson, I'm Ozzy the Sports Junkie. Peace. God be with you. And uh, don't forget to vote primaries. I don't know. So long. Who the hell are you? Who the hell are you? It's just good, clean fun. Keeps them out of pool halls.